0: Hey everyone, thank you for joining us today on Beyond Real Estate with Jalik. I'm Jalen and today with me is of course Nick the Gump Gumpert, where we strive to edutain and that is educate a little more and entertain even more, Here we discuss topics where maybe you can relate, briefly talk about a current hot topic within the real estate industry, and end with... Hashtag dad life. Just embarrassing myself on the camera now. Before getting to know someone just a little bit better.
1: Cool. <laughs> well, we're live for a, for another podcast here, and um, want to thank everybody for for joining us today. And want to start things off by with our segment called Maybe You Can Relate. And the topic I wanted to bring up this week was maybe you can relate to competing with free and or discounted um, options within the space that you live in, work in. Um, I don't know. There's so many ways to look at that one. But Jalen, let, let me throw that one at you first. Any any way you can relate to that? Yeah,
0: competing with free. Um, I think any good lender will know that there's always someone that's lower, that you never actually try to compete on price. So price alone um, is the the bigger, more important thing when it comes to price is when it relates to the amount of value that you're actually getting. So there is a dollar amount uh, associated with dang near everything, but at the same time, hey, are you actually getting the value that you're paying for? So if you're getting no value, but it's the cheapest price, you're value of the dollar of that, of that $600 or whatever you're getting to get that much lower um, experience and less expensive experience. Um, yeah, it's, it's good for the people that are just price shopping. But if you actually want value, then um, you actually wanna see exactly what they're giving you in its entirety versus just, hey, they gave me the least expensive option and that's why i went with them sure what about you nick
1: yeah to piggyback on those ideas i I think it's important to get the whole scope of what exactly like you said what what is it that you're getting with that because as nice as discounts sound um or the word free as much as as good as that sounds virtually nothing in this world is free Um, it's just a way to play on words to get kind of use that as a hook To then say, come with me right this way. And for a price of X, then I can get you this. And you're just like, wait, what happened to that free thing? You're like, well, that was my basic, basic introductory offer that doesn't really exist. (laughs) Um, But with with that being said, I, I, I also agree with you to say it comes back to value, right? What is your peace of mind worth? What is your time worth? Because I think there's a lot of things that can be discounted. So my question to anybody that goes solely on price Um, again, those are just preferences, not to say it's right or wrong, but do you feel like that person or service that you're getting at a discount is going to give you a great experience and give you everything you want? Because I think then it comes back to what are your expectations. And if you honestly, truthfully believe that that discounted option will give you exactly what you're looking for, um, and give you that peace of mind, then I mean, you do you. Right. But, um, I think that's how you separate yourself from the competition is, is like you said, you don't apologize for price and you, you have the value that you have to, to provide someone. Um, and, and it's not for everybody, but for the right person, it can be the best possible option for that, for that person. And and a big chunk of people, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's really hard to, go through anything when your constant concern is how much am I paying for this? There's been many a times where like the, the number one investment as a, uh, there's a, as a dad tip or anyone that owns a kid is buying one of those robotic vacuums. Um, I have, never swept my house since we have that, and they look amazing. Now, we have it scheduled to go off at 6 a.m. every morning, and I'm not sure how I feel about that in hindsight. However, when it comes to not having to step on crumbs, because when you're living with a four-year-old and a one-year-old, you're constantly having to worry about whatever mess they get into. They don't care that you just swept or mopped last night. Um, So it was like a daily thing that $150 $150 vacuum. It was on sale. It's great. It's called like Ufi, whatever. Weird name. Never heard of it before until I owned one. Um, but in hindsight, I'm like, yeah, I got the least expensive option. But you know what I'd really like? Because now I haven't mopped in that same amount of time. Because I don't block out that amount of time anymore to do the, the you know, um, mopping and sweeping. I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. have to sweep anymore. So I never block out the mopping time. Um, is, you know, it might be more. I wish I would have actually bought that. Uh, sure, it's it's maybe double in price in order to get the mopping version of it, the mop slash vacuum version of it. But that initial uh, investment of income would have been so much more beneficial in the long term of things. But I was just thinking price that first time. Sure. So uh, just a, a silly example, but to your point you know, that value over the long-term versus, oh, I saved some money in the short-term right? Um, can usually actually cost you. Cause now the concept is, Hey, I really want one of those mopping vacuums, which means I have to buy another one. Right. Right. <laughs> so instead of just uh, that 150, 200 bucks could have just gone towards the one I actually wanted in the first place. Sure. So, yep.
1: And, and kind of where my mind also went with this topic it, with, with how do you compete with free is on a bigger scale. You look at things like Facebook, it holds the most content, but it owns zero newspapers, right? You have Uber is the biggest company when it comes to kind of that taxi service, but it, ha- it owns no cars. Airbnb is such a massive space when it comes to being able to stay somewhere, but they don't have a hotel chain. So like, okay. I think it's interesting how technology has been able to facilitate and redefine what Again, how do hotel chains compete with free? Um, how do car taxi companies compete with free? So I guess where my head goes is the the challenges those present to make you rethink things, to say, how do I stay relevant knowing that I do have to change? You can't just yep. stay the same. Blockbuster didn't want to change, and mm-hmm. now they're irrelevant. And Netflix is now more from sending you DVDs in 1997 to becoming a massive streaming company um, yeah. in 2017 and now 2022. So... Yep. I think if nothing else, free, Uh, like you said, there will always be the market when it comes to our services to say, if that's your preference, that's your preference. Nonetheless, I think it does challenge everybody to to say, you know what, I can give or create a little bit more value at no cost. With that being said, I'm not just going to discount everything because my time is worth something. Um, oh yeah, so. absolutely.
0: And for anyone that is, hey, no, I, I just like going the least expensive route. Um, we here at my company, we compare our experience to uh, the Ritz Carlton, right? We're going to go above and beyond. Why do you not stay at a Motel 6? Why does not every millionaire stay at a Motel 6? Yeah. It's because of the experience. Does the Motel 6 have beds? Yep, they have beds. Will they keep you fairly safe from the outside world? Yep, sure we will do that. So it looks like they're covering the absolute basic necessities of what a hotel slash motel needs to do in order to get the job done but why do people pay more for a ritz carlton stay yeah. and it's because of the experience and the value that they gain from that experience is so much more than just motel sex sure so that's Easiest way to compare value versus cost.
1: Yeah. Well, and then some people might say, well, Jalen, you're a lender. Nick, you're an agent. These are two different worlds. Yeah. But I feel like such a common uh, comment is, well, don't overpay for their service. Well, did you overpay for that nice car you like? Like define overpay. There again, it's just preference. Um, in, In some spaces, we validate it. And in other spaces, we don't even think about validating it. We say you got ripped off or... Why would you pay Jalen full price? Because you can go down the street and get that guy for half the cost. So again, an interesting one um, uh, for how we rationalize our decisions.
0: And those people that are like kind of on the fence. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Or work in any kind of industry for that matter. It's, oh, you're losing a lot of customers to the to the people, to to the the cheap version, you're like, I I provide such a better service. You definitely have to make sure that you are explaining to people where your service differs versus just, hey, I'm better. It's like
1: people, yeah. Define better. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. What does yeah. what better look like? Yep. Yeah.
0: What does better look like on yep. through this transaction, through me buying this car, through whatever it is? So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, shoot, it just takes you one time. Um, Marcus, my my brother, he's bought an Audi continually. <laughs> <laughs> every He buys an Audi and, and every single one of them breaks on him. And it's like, <laughs> you need to stop buying Audis. Like they're clearly not meant for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> because, You know, it's like cool car. But the value that they bring at the end of the day is they can't even get you from point A to point B. So you're better with a you know a 97 Honda that has 300 thousand miles on it <laughs> than this 13 thousand dollar you know eight year old Audi. Yeah. Uh, I give yeah. a shit about it all the time, but it's it's a
1: uh, it kind of is what it is. And yeah, um, yeah, goes back to preferences. <laughs> so. Well, let's we'll we'll uh, we'll deviate. Let's deviate off that one because I feel like we hit the bases we we wanted to to hit with that. uh, Maybe you can relate. Um, and wanted to segue into this interesting topic from a real estate standpoint. It's not focusing, of course, on the Colorado or California um, as much as the country as a whole. And from a real estate standpoint, the idea of remote work and how that has. I don't know if redefined is the right way, but uh, it's definitely influenced property values, (laughs) obviously, because the whole country's felt the appreciation piece. But I think it's just interesting how remote work, A, has affected appreciation in suburbs because now I'm willing, if I only have to travel into downtown LA two times for work versus five times for, for work or even three days, then okay, I'll move a little bit farther, right? And you take any major city, and now remote work or a hybrid schedule, now those homes on the suburbs are are starting to go up and feel the effects. Some vacation spots are becoming, that's where I live now. And I think that's yeah. interesting. And now yeah. such a high demand yeah, is like what's there. your internet speed? You know, <laughs> in Telluride, Colorado, what's your internet speed in Barstow, California? Like depends yep. on how remote you wanna get, right? In terms of living. But I think that's an interesting uh, aspect of how that's played uh, played uh, an effect on our real estate market, Jalen. Thoughts with that one?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how many people are thinking, "Oh boy, now I can live in North Texas." Um, but there are those people, uh, you know, that a lot of small towns I know for a long time, even before COVID, their sole purpose was, "Hey, the way that we revitalize our town, um, say they were a major stop on a major highway." Uh, now that that kind of interstate travel being a primary source of income maybe fell off to some degree as the world went more digital Um, you see a lot more people deciding to say hey what's the most economical way Um, I have people that are you know uh, they're okay working Remote, So mm-hmm. they say, hey, I'm okay working into those um, kind of smaller mountain towns. And that's where you're seeing some cool revitalization when it comes to those smaller towns that maybe did get passed up on because their industry, whether it was oil or whatever, has gone. Coal is a big one here in Colorado. Um, and I think a lot of the, um, the the eastern states where coal is a primary resource, you're still in a beautiful location. You're still in these amazing mountains. And mm-hmm. so... You're seeing a lot of these communities being like, goal number one, get fiber optic, right? Because hey, we can get that new tech startup. They can all move here for you know forty thousand dollars for a three bedroom house and forty acres of land, and hey, they like this better. They can do their job from here, and so this is where we're going to move. Um, so it's kind of a it's kind of a, a two edged sword. Um, you have people who can who couldn't normally buy moving to more remote locations in order to find places that are more affordable. But what comes with that is say a person that's been living in LA and been paying three, $4,000 per month for a condo. And they're like, Oh, I can live in Ohio. I don't know why they pick Ohio, but I can live in Ohio and rent there for, for, uh, you know, three shit sheep, uh, a bushel of hay and four years of corn. Um, and I can just buy a house outright for that. That's where they're going to start going, and that's what we've been seeing. So, um, L.A. Colorado's been dealing with this for the last two years of just skyrocketing home prices because of this, and the rest of the country um, is starting to see it as well. So, yeah, what are you what are you seeing on that being a major city though in being around the L.A. market? Mm-hmm. How are you seeing that affect you know this this almost exodus that Everyone's talking about because yeah. Californians they sell you know their their one condo for half a million dollars and then right. they move out somewhere and they buy half the state yeah like, you know Kansas I mean yep. they could they, they own literally half the state for half a million dollars yeah
1: no I, th- I think <laughs> it's it's an interesting play more long term that again hindsight will give will give us all the answers we need of course but I think a, a couple interesting things are this one the mountain region leads. Yep the the nation uh, mountain region i'm talking about idaho colorado utah wyoming arizona nevada new mexico that part of the country led uh, for for the most appreciation and now you're talking about a lot of mountains and a lot of that terrain as well as super hot climate in arizona um, being phoenix specifically being a large city that has a ton of appreciation behind it i think it'll be interesting five six well even three and four years from now will people stay in those areas because there was a lot of the m- demand and still currently is in those spaces. I wonder if someone who's moved from Southern California to Montana is going to love that decision three years from now when they've experienced three winters, <laughs> or if they're going to say, get me back to SoCal or get me back to a different, different environment. Um, yeah. Which what is that knock on effect going to be? So yeah, I've, I, I've seen I think
0: Californians drive in the mountains. I'm not a huge fan of exactly what's going on. Utah drivers. Good God. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So that, that'll that be an interesting play, I think. And then I th- I think, unfortunately, we overcompensate a lot. We, we overcorrect. And I think it'll be interesting. Are we going to overproduce ourselves into another problem, right? If we haven't produced enough, the demand is so high we're just trying to play catch up. And all of a sudden it starts going the other way. I wonder at what point will it become a buyer's market in some of these smaller towns or or suburbs to where it becomes super lucrative five years from now to say, okay, now prices legitimately are coming down because they didn't have the influx they anticipated. Um, Because again, nothing stays the same. Change is the only constant in life. And when people say, oh, I hope housing prices start leveling out, Leveling out is relative. Are they going to level out for two months, two years? Yeah. Um, so that's an interesting um, perspective. You know, yep. uh, is yeah. is there going to be overdevelopment in some of these places?
0: Oh yeah, there's a reason why a lot of you know people will have their second homes to retire, or, or you don't hear many people actually living in like Vale, Colorado, Aspen, right. Colorado, year round. And it's right. Because you could just get dumped on with dozens of feet of snow over throughout the year yeah so it's like yeah i have these beautiful mountains i have these you can't drive anywhere a lot of that time and And it's like
1: yeah yeah. and it'll be interesting with the remote work when i can choose to live in aspen year-round because i see pictures i hear good stories Uh, there again i think it'll be interesting how remote work the flexibility it's created um it's allowed me to make that decision to live in aspen and then now that i'm dealing with it a year for two years uh, yeah i agree i think in my opinion i think there's going to be a lot of people learning the hard way of saying <laughs> i didn't expect to get dumped on in salt lake city as much as i've got dumped on i'm out after three years um yeah yeah
0: yeah for for a long time too that's how californians would make fun of the rest of the the, the country that has four seasons they're like hey Yep. We we don't have the bad ones, like, right? <laughs> I get I get year round springtime, baby. Yeah, it's like fair and, enough. <laughs> and, and
1: you had alluded to earlier what what my thoughts are with this mass exodus of Californians going elsewhere. At the end of the day, people are still coming here in droves. So for as much yeah. as the news might lead people on to believe, like oh my god, everybody's leaving Cali. Well, time out because we're still getting multiple offers on virtually everything that's on the market right now. So it's not as if it's a buyer's market out here in SoCal that that people are just <laughs> like, oh, I can snap that up for a bargain. Like Things are still going over list price on a regular basis. I, I know I shared with a, a podcast recently for 16 consecutive months, over 50% of listings have gone over list price. Um, and in 2021 alone, we had over 70% um, of all listings get multiple offers. So that part's not going any, any anywhere anytime soon. Um, so yes, people yeah. are leaving, but... People are taking their spot. They're saying, "Give me that climate."
0: No, yeah, and it's it's continually, like you said, growing. Um, we'll probably see, and, and a lot of people too haven't really thought about this. The baby boomers are starting to age out, and that might be a, a that might be the nicest way to say what we're all thinking but they're getting older and naturally every human dies and so that will also create an influx of there's going to be a lot more houses um and there's going to be a lot more people yeah uh, needing to buy those houses but are those houses also going to be things that are now turn into rentals sure now that that's such like a well a, a popular thing or yeah yeah and now you're, you know, i think
1: you're getting into a topic that needs to come up here in a future podcast of ADUs is becoming a a bigger topic um, yep. because I don't want to pay, you know, the, the service of my mom or grandma or someone, you know, going into a nursing home type of environment. I want that ADU in my backyard. Right. Yeah. Um, I want that ADU on my property. And th- I think that's an interesting play. Nonetheless, it uh, th- that's a, a topic for a different day and a different time, <laughs> but one that needs to happen because that is very much becoming, more of a norm um, and for those of you that haven't heard of adu's additional dwelling units it's it's becoming a thing especially out here in california um yep. like you said for those that want rentals it, it facilitates that that play and additional housing as you as you just mentioned too
0: yeah there's always a lot of yeah this is a, a good good note to just write down as something else to cover because. There's a lot of stuff that goes with it. You can't slap a tent in your backyard and then all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> yeah, EDU. <laughs> right, right. Bring in those, but, some of those, the, the many uh, uh, homeless that are uh, here in Colorado, but I think California has the biggest wrap for it cause with that beautiful year round spring, makes yep. it perfect outdoor camping. Um, <laughs> being like, yep, I can just bring some of them in. You know, right, we can, right, we can right. Get social security checks or disability checks or whatever.
1: Yeah. No, we, we yeah, we, we've already wrapped <laughs> in the lawyers well enough into that space to, uh, to complicate (laughs) and, and slow that development down. So,
0: yeah, the the big thing, if, if you think that you're just breaking the, like, you're just blowing everyone's mind with what you're about to do, a lawyer has already thought of a way to dissuade you from doing it. So always check (laughs) in with a professional before you
1: just start building something in your backyard. (laughs) Yep. Yep. But, but yeah, Um, Jay, going back to remote work, any, any other Thoughts in that space?
0: Yeah. No, remote work is, um, I think it's really cool. I think it depends on, you need to do even more research than ever, especially if you're moving states. Goodness. If you're going from especially a low cost state and you just think you're going to come swoop into a Colorado or California market and like, well, I'll just go in the more rural areas. It's like our more rural areas are probably more expensive than your major metropolitan's talk to a local expert before you quit your job uh, because you think that you're just going to be able to crush it by moving to this other place that's 10 times more beautiful. Um, I see these articles of, you know, people mainly on Reddit. So articles I'm using loosely, but people just talking about their experience of making, you know, $20 an hour as a a IT management specialist for multiple manufacturing plants. And it's like, 20 bucks an hour probably gives you a great life in Alabama sure. or Louisiana. You come to Colorado or California with 20 bucks an hour, you're lucky to find an apartment that doesn't take up more than 50% of your income at that Right. Point. So, oh, 100%. Be aware. Like, don't just think, oh, I have skills. It's right. Like, so does everyone else. And right. these other people probably know people that can get them into that job first. So it's. Yep plan stuff out
1: and, just yeah, and, stuff. and yeah and and to piggyback on that note of reach out to a professional in, in this space if you're relocating especially state to state because yep. time is relevant distance is a relevant thing as well so five miles in la is an absolute nightmare and like you said if you have open roads in a small town and you expect to get from one place to to another <laughs> quickly and easily and seamlessly because yeah. that's what you grew up with um yep. you've, you've got another thing coming and and again lean on people that have that, that are experiencing it, hundred yeah, percent. I couldn't agree do. more.
0: Yeah, I, I my my drive today took an hour. There was a there was a flipped car. In, in, on I on a I twenty five right right near downtown, and yep, I was just rocking out to the ballads of uh of some good old fashioned country. And uh that's how I spent my time this morning from from I would I would have been
1: listening li- at least listening to a, a a recent podcast of Beyond Real Estate with Jay but oh. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like the the constant
0: voices in my head that I got to deal with. I was, just wanted
1: to add to the conversation. <laughs> right, right. But uh oh, deal I, th- I think we got that one in uh pre- pretty well. jalen <laughs> what uh what do we have next? Yeah, we're gonna be talking about that hashtag Dad Life. We gotta,
0: I, I gotta pay someone to do that cooler so that I can. Help them. <laughs> I, that's that's all in the works. We're we're working on all of it. It's okay, just, okay. Uh, we are Nick and I are very, very slowly, failing forward. Just through this whole fucking <laughs> thing. Um, oh, and I'm cursing too much today. I'm sorry. I had a, I had a meeting with real, at the insurance agent today. A great uh, meeting. Had a few beers. So I'm a little looser than I normally am. Um, probably not a bad thing for a podcast. But hashtag dad life. Um, dads and drinking. It all makes sense now. Um, so dad life. You know, today Monica sent me a... Um, a... Uh, Text message reminding me because one of my goals this year is uh, Emerson turns four, my three year old turns four in uh, what eight days. Okay, so she was like, Hey, if you want to do be a t ball coach like you wanted to do, um, it, you got to remember to actually sign up for that. So today's dad life topic will be what kind of sports or activities do you think? Are absolutely vital to the well, to to a well developed tiny person. That being, you know, do you think that there? What what kind of structure needs to be around, and how do you plan on providing that? So, um, Nick, I'll let you just start off with that one, okay? Uh, very casually, and uh, I challenge you to use soccer as little as possible. Uh, Mm -hmm. For those of you who don't know, uh, Nick is a uh, well-renowned... I'm going to talk him up way more than he'd ever (laughs) (laughs) talk talk himself up. Is a well-renowned soccer coach in both uh, Colorado and California. In the competitive uh, space of things, he still continues to coach soccer. So uh, his son Diego, we all expect him just to be playing for the uh, MLS By the age of eight, um, (laughs) seeing how both of his parents are (laughs) in the soccer world. Um, But Nick, what do you think about uh, sports and activities as a part of a child's development into a functional adult?
1: Yeah, well, I definitely do not believe there's going to be one sport or activity that's going to hit all tick all boxes for the fact that it, it should be a social introduction work, working with people right and because i think as a kid they're of course trying to figure out as an individual me 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 and with, with that being said i think there needs to be quite a bit of room for unstructured um, environments for them to participate in because i think when they do get into organizational sport at early ages we as adults think they're many adults And we Mm -hmm. want to tell them to constantly pass, pass or share or this or that. And I think it's natural that any any kid needs to figure out, okay, if that's my toy, I don't want to share it right away. Um, And as they get involved and introduced into sporting cultures and environments, they naturally are selfish. And I don't think that's a bad thing. It's just a matter of how you facilitate facilitate the growth of it Um, because... I think it's super easy to take away creativity and, and how to be a little bit different. It's super easy to take that away by scaring yep. kids and saying you're a ball hog or you're, you do that too much by yourself and it's yeah. really difficult to build it up. It's really, who, it who takes so much LeBron, time. Right. Sorry.
0: Who said that to LeBron? Who yeah. said that to to anyone that's ever succeeded in a, in a sport, especially sure that you need to <laughs> let someone else take the reins on this one. I know yeah. that you could, uh,
1: uh, yeah so, so that that's my long-winded answer to say i think unstructured environments need to be a thing i think um, the context of understanding the bigger and more important issue is the social dynamic and getting them introduced into that team setting um, without okay. that being the a, a big focal point but it's a piece of the pie yep. and and again it's multi-directional And I think so long as they're in an environment, a sport that requires them to multi directional I'm talking about how to move forwards, backwards, side to side, basic things. Um, Yeah. I know you said stay away from soccer as much as I could, but (laughs) we we would refer to it as the ABCs, agility, balance, coordination. Um, Kids need to be exposed to the ABCs, um, their ability to move side to side, um, their balancing and their coordination. Um, And and that is, that's multi-directional. so,
0: so. On on that note though, what what uh, would be something that you see is a common thread among parents going too far perhaps in mm-hmm. trying to um, trying to make sure that their kids fit in a box or try to because you've been five in. <laughs> He's my favorite person here, so it's okay. It's... For, the, for those but... that, you, that
1: can't see this right now, someone is just uh, just a coworker going by. So that's Vin.
0: Yeah, that's Vin. Yeah. Amazing guy. If you have some questions about mortgages, more than happy to help. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll link them down in the description below. Um, so I'm sure with your years of coaching, though, you've seen both the positive ways of a parent guiding their child to be successful in a way that is beneficial and maybe the not so beneficial ways that parents have gone through and, and coaches Mm -hmm. I think can also be applied to this, have gone through and try to maybe have the, you know, they're trying to do their best, but Mm -hmm. they don't know the parents that is. They're trying to do their best to push their kids in a successful path, but they're, doing it in an incorrect way and mm-hmm. for, for a lot of parents out there that maybe aren't exposed to that kind of stuff. We, we have these like grand, grand ideas, like, Oh, you know, we, we think back to all of the professional athletes, musicians, whoever that's successful where they just say, yes, I dedicated all this time and blah, blah, blah. And right. I did X, Y, Z and you know, Oh yes. Yeah, so I, if I just push my kid to do X, Y, Z that successful soccer player did or successful baseball player did, they're going to be on that grand stage too. Right. So with your experience coaching, where has, how would you approach that say in pushing Diego to a um, beneficial, pushing, pushing Diego, I guess the best way to say that Mm -hmm. in a beneficial way. Yep.
1: Well, I think number one, remember that everybody's experiences are different. It's no different than you and I being in the space that we're in. And there's so many ways to be successful as a lender, as an agent, as a, whatever you do. And if you want to try to copy someone, it's not going to work because you're copying them, you have to figure out what can I steal from that and make it my own. And when I think it comes to facilitating experiences for our kids, I think at the end of the day, it's our job to support their interests and not interfere with their experiences. And I think most, I don't know about all, but most parents have the best intentions of supporting their interests. And I think unfortunately, whether it's emotional ties or they feel like they're assisting their kids, but in hindsight, it's creating it, making it a very difficult situation um, is they do interfere with experiences. They, They interfere because they want their kid to be good at something. And then it becomes the parent telling the kid, you need to do that more because mm-hmm. now they start comparing because Jake over there is doing it more. And I, I think a lot of it mm-hmm. gets done on a very unintentional level. Nonetheless, yeah. it becomes a very real thing. And and I think that's the reality of a lot of situations.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. And, and what would you recommend for say the people that are one to get in coaching. So I said, my thing is I would love to be t box. because it's just something that I've always been interested in doing, coaching, yep. love coaching, yep. and my kids being there 10 times better. Um, so when coaching, was there a way uh, that you would kind of approach that situation to kind of explain to the parents, hey, I understand that you're doing this for the best interest of your child, But, and how would that kind of go for you? Or is that something that you would avoid? Or like, what would, what would be the recommended uh, course of action there?
1: For someone in your position looking to do what you're doing? Say
0: say a, say a coach or even say another parent that's, they can see that, that, hey, you know, Johnny, he just really doesn't like T-ball and Mm -hmm. uh, he's not out here with a million dollar contract on the line. Yep. Uh, Greg, chill out. Yeah. Without getting into a fist fight. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, I I think it's always, I think it's always smart to facilitate conversations, um, in the beginning and, and to try to address some scenarios before they even happen, because you're rationally able to address them without calling a situation out. Um, with that being said, I think it's also naive that a lot of adults and coaches say, well, I touched on that. So therefore everybody should remember that (laughs) and things quickly get forgotten two weeks into the season when their kid's not playing as much as they think they should. And now it becomes a very individual experience, um, and a very frustrating for that individual who maybe isn't getting the play time or isn't playing the position. My kid's not a first baseman. They're a third baseman. What are you doing? Why, why on earth do you think it's like there again, then it becomes how, how confident are you in your decisions to help, explain look I understand that might be there where you train with them and work with them on is in that spot but here's the purpose and here's how much more valuable they can be if they understand how to do this and this it's like a Swiss Army knife if you can do a few things well playing a sport you're going to make yourself more valuable right and those are conversations I've had numerous times a lot tons of times as well as anybody coaching um that that has been in it long enough. Um, you start having those conversations to say, how do you make yourself valuable and different, right? You don't do that by doing only one thing really good and that's it. Um, because the, these opportunities are few and far between as they do get older, but again, the, the kids will never be exposed to those things if they're not exposed to them starting at an early age. Um, so that's my thought.
0: Yeah. Well said, I think that's a good place to, uh, park that conversation uh, it was, uh, Yeah, really well said. Thanks for for wrapping us up that way. Sure. All right, Nick.
1: Well, I don't think we've wrapped up quite yet. We we have the grand finale here coming up, and we need to get to know Jalen just a little bit better. So we're concluding this one. It's a segment that we term the hot seat, and this is inspired by the great late James Lipton um, with a few – Unfortunately, he passed. <laughs>
0: okay,
1: <laughs> he did pass. Um, nonetheless, we—I I think it's That's only appropriate bad. we we get to know Jalen here a little bit better. So, Jalen, first word that comes to your mind—it's um, a rapid fire—and are you ready? Hit me with it. What's your favorite word?
0: Uh, chamber pot.
1: What's your least favorite word?
0: Uh, pot chamber.
1: What sound or noise do you love? Um, Running water. What sound or noise do you hate? Uh, Nails on a chalkboard. If you didn't do what you're doing, being a lender, not on a podcast, what profession would you like to do? Oh,
0: God. Midlife crisis. (laughs)
1: Um... (laughs) He's 27, everybody.
0: Not yet, <laughs> so, but I do have four years experience of dad life. That's the only reason why. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, don't, don't you discount my experience. Sorry. Um. <laughs> um... Oh, God. Uh... I would say a coach. There
1: okay. Okay. Yep. What profession would second. you never like to do? Oh, God. Um, Door-to-door salesman. Okay. And before you die, where must you visit?
0: Well, before I die, it'd be pretty tragic as a Yankees fan if I were to die and never see Yankee Stadium or be further East than Oklahoma city. So I'm going okay. to say Yankee stadium. Okay.
1: Well, there you go. That, uh, that concludes that rapid fire of questions. So you got to know Jalen a little bit better today.
0: Just a bit. Uh, all fun facts. I don't use any of those for any security questions. You <laughs> <laughs> will not get
1: into his email with those answers.
0: And your mother's maiden name. <laughs> um, and then, uh, Quick announcement! So we are officially on. I have the whole list here. You can find our podcast now, and we'll we'll make a nice little soundbite of this moving forward, so you don't have to hear me babble about it every single time. But you can officially find Beyond Real Estate with. You can see I'm I'm stalling just because I'm trying to find the dang thing with Jalik um, on. Here we go, rapid fire, starting from best to okayest. Um Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh we have Google Podcasts. We have Stitcher, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and Pod Chaser. So those are by people the most listeners in the world listening to those platforms so that's where we started if there is a particular podcast platform that you would like us to be on because that's more convenient to you we're always looking for those suggestions but we just hit all the big ones and we are officially on all of them so you can now find us rate us and subscribe that does a lot of awesome help for us the biggest one so i'd recommend you do it just right now just pause for a second do it now. And when you do that, see, I'm giving people plenty of time. Um, but when you do that, it allows us to reach even more people that are more interested in fun conversations, real estate, hot tips and tricks, and parents that are just trying to find a way to navigate this crazy world. And like saying that uh, two normal guys go through the same stuff they do as well and maybe we can share some bits of knowledge along the way so
1: um that's all i got nick any last words whole lot of nothing um we're, we're, <laughs> we're at this again next week same bad place same bad time so hopefully you'll join us all right see y'all next time bye thank you again for listening today Uh, If you want to see, hear, or listen to more of my take on the California real estate market, check out my links below. Also, check out the links below for more information on
0: products, books, or references made in this podcast. And please do not forget to like, subscribe, and share. Thanks again.